Зачем?
you come we, up with that just now or I, was that yeah, brewing all well, day? Well, it's brewing all day. I've been thinking about that <laughs> since I woke up, but I'm just saying, you know, if you need a boat or if you need some water, <laughs> water, <laughs> I can't even get it out. Water, we got a guy now. Yeah. Water treatment care. That, that's your boy. Yeah. Next week. Check it out. We'll get you. Anyways, Gunner, big things this weekend. I was in a wedding. That's some some they, quick news. I uh, I seen a picture. They call you Kicking Wing now, huh? Kicking Wing, yeah, <laughs> kind of like Joe Dirt. <laughs> Todd, what about you, huh? Yeah, I was busy uh, last night at Cedar Lake, and uh, it did not disappoint as far as photos and videos go. That's for sure. Hell yeah! Kind of hate to see you. there was a lot of wrecked cars and a lot of carnage and stuff like that, but uh, a lot of good racing as well. Yeah, you get a track with character like that, you're going to wreck some shit, but man, does it make for some good racing. Yeah. I think Todd might know what I'm talking about, about turn three, about the apex. Uh, yeah. Did yeah, there was uh, some action going on there. <laughs> Pretty sure you could see my floor pan maybe once or twice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they, some people call that a bike. Yeah, Jake Kubo, same way. I was like, oh, he did it. I hit the brakes. Nope, I did it too. <laughs> Yeah, you weren't the only one, that's for sure. It was fast track. You still got a hangover, or are you good now? No, I'm good now. I uh, worked it off at Thunder Hill shoveling some dirt, so we're good. You ever watch that movie, Holes? No, I haven't actually seen that. Poor bastards. God, I got to start watching movies. I don't think I've seen a Apparently. lot of them. Old David, he uh, he got me hooked on Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon. Uh Netflix or there's definitely some nudity in there, but I will tell you if you like sci-fi's or Avengers, what do you call it? The computer graphics or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yep, sounds great. That's I love it, and this thing makes you think. Like it consumed me. Hmm. It's awesome. Check it out if you want, right? Or don't. If not, that's fine. I like it. Okay, hit the button. Let's go. (laughs) Oh, you said it. I did, David. I said it. Time for the Belt 2 Media Podcast special guest. He's not a driver, a member of the crew. He doesn't work on cars. He doesn't announce the races, do play-by-play, or wave any flags. In fact, you won't even see him working the concession stand. But what he does do is help local racing more than anyone even knows. He's so behind the scenes, even some people behind the scenes don't even know who he is. The Belt 2 Media Podcast welcomes... The Dukester, Duke Arino, El Duque, Duke Meister, Duke, Matt Bull. And it starts now. <laughs> What'd you think of that, Matt? You something. That guy does. <laughs> <laughs> He's got skills, but <clears throat> I don't know. I never know what to expect when that guy. Put something out. He's good. <laughs> say he nailed it. Come on. He did. He nailed it. The Dukester. <laughs> Duke Arena. <laughs> not many people know that that's, that was my name. Not many people knew my real name was Matt growing up. Everybody <laughs> knew me as Duke until I got, yeah, let's just say, in, until I took over a management position in trucking. So <laughs> the Duke was actually just a nickname. Duke was a nickname. I was born. My sister was two years old. She couldn't say Matthew. She said Matthew, and she just shortened it to Do. And my dad was a John Wayne fan, so he started calling me Duke. <laughs> my whole family, cousins, relatives, everybody called me Duke until I was about 25. So we'll fire a question off right away. First Halloween costume. Oh, 
Whoa. Wow. <laughs> That's a long time ago, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Pretty sure I was a cowboy. <laughs> Weird. I, I know. A little bit back The then. Dukester. But I had my twin six shooters on my hip. I bet you nice. did. They were probably loaded, too, back in the day. <laughs> Hell no, that's my candy bucket. Come on. <laughs> well, episode 30. Yes, the big 3 0. Mm. First car that comes to mind. Oh, I don't feel like many of them come to mind. 30, 30. Lear? Yeah, probably Matt Lear. Matt Bowl. And episode 30. Yeah. First episode. I think without a driver, actual physical driver, besides just us two. Right. You're probably right. Switching it up this week. Matt, you excited to be on? Come on. Let me know. I'm the luckiest race fan in America. Oh, jeez. Right to the <laughs> what a guy. Tugging on the strings, Matt. Come on. It's true. I say it all the time. I'm the luckiest race fan in America. Race fan with a camera, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can say what you want about that camera, but I think you're in a lot more spots than just a camera. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a blast. Let's fire it right off. We know that, uh, just like David said, you help in way more ways than anyone knows, <clears throat> which was basically the reasoning of us having you come on the show. What is it? How to get started? Basically, uh, you know, first of all, I just got to say it's 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 an honor doing what I do with the people I do it with. Because I truly am just a 50-year-old race fan with a camera that has a career in trucking and transportation that was fortunate enough to find a way to incorporate my job with the sport I love. I you know, had started in trucking 28 years ago as a dock worker at YRC and worked my way. Uh, well, let's just say I worked my way through every position in trucking up to terminal manager at RNL Carriers, which I worked too many hours, uh, long days, long nights, overnights, seven days a week type stuff. Uh, but then I found myself a single father of two because I think I worked too hard. Um, and uh, uh, when that happened, uh, I was one of them guys that was caught by surprise. Looked at my six-year-old and eight-year-old, which I was really, really fortunate. I didn't have a nasty, ugly divorce, uh, but I found myself looking at my six- and eight-year-old saying, we need a hobby, and that's when I decided, okay. Got Bought a couple quarter midgets and uh, started racing at Elko, and uh, a couple of my sales guys from r Carriers knew I was going through a, a divorce. They came over and offered me a position uh, with DLS Worldwide at that time with freight brokerage to provide shipping rates as a sales guy. And well, so I took that because it wasn't seven days a week running 158 employees like RNL. So got a normal, got a regular, you know, seven to three thirty type sales position and started selling and sh- providing shipping rates and services to businesses all over America. And when I started racing with the kids out at Elko, didn't take long to realize, wow, half these people in these pits own businesses that ship freight. Right. All of a sudden, I started to look at some of these guys saying, hey, you guys ship your freight with me. I sponsor you back. Let's work together. And, I mean, that's kind of the racing way. And one thing's led to another, and I landed a energy drink, liquid nitro energy drink, which was a customer of mine about, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. And they started shipping with me. And uh, and it kind of hit me that, uh, 
you know, the sport needed an exposure tool because really a lot of these racers and businesses on the sides of the cars and they're neat. You know, I, I grew up around the sport back in the days when Pepsi and Coke and Budweiser and Coors, and there's all kinds of exposure tools that were helping to promote a lot of you local race car drivers. And, uh, they were helping to put on a lot of promotions with the bars and the gas stations. And back in the day, a lot of these racers did promotions. That's how they helped the local businesses that were on their cars connect to the community. And at that same time, they grew fan base because when they did promotions, there was actual promotion in the community for the businesses, which had employees that relied on those businesses for, you know, income so they could pay their bills and and put a roof over their head and food on the table. And once you help somebody put a roof over their head and a food on the table and you're a race car driver, you got a fan for life if you helped them. And quite honestly, 25 years ago, right in that area, all those local promotions stopped for some reason. And all the racers that came in after those promotions stopped. Uh oh. Classic Matt Ball. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'll shut that ringer off. <laughs> Apologize, everybody. That brings me to uh, one of my first questions Who was your first actual sponsor with the Liquid Nitro? Dan Fredrickson. Dan Fredrickson. He runs asphalt. Uh, probably the. It's ironic that you asked that because the uh, Dan Fredrickson is, in my opinion, probably one of the best race car drivers in the Midwest that never made it to NASCAR and probably should have. I mean, the guy's literally one of the most talented race car drivers on the planet. But he, you know, he's just a hell of a hell of a good guy and a lot of fun to watch. And uh but he wears his heart on his sleeve, and he tells people the way it is, and that's yeah. what I—that's I, what I love about him. <laughs> Do you think that contributed to uh, him maybe not making it to the next level, or just that was his personality? Hard to say. I mean, obviously, I do think that uh, if you're one that's not really good with a script, you probably your odds of making it to the top level drop considerably. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously. Not everybody has a there's there's some of those guys. Kurt Bush or Kyle Bush does a pretty good job of wearing his heart <laughs> on his sleeve. Oh yeah. Before even any of that whole shipping and all that stuff, when you got there, I talked to you a little bit before you got here just to get, you know, a couple ideas. I mean, you told me flat out I was just a drunk fan in turn three. Yeah. Yeah. That's I was And that's when you realized. Well, yeah, I was, I was, I was, we used to party a lot. Turn three Cedar Lake. A lot of people remember the turn three parties. Uh, it was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of flatbeds and a lot of tire fires. Let's just say back in the old days. And, uh, yeah, I used to sit right behind Jimmy Mars' parents and his wife now. And they may or may not remember that, uh, couple guys that were always there. But it's quite an honor to be to be working with Jimmy these days. It's kind of weird how that all turned out, ain't it? It really is. And I, honestly, <laughs> I got nothing but so much respect for all of these race car drivers that kept the sport going, and you know, for all of these years with virtually no promotion. Which part happened first for you? Did you get a camera and start shooting pictures, or was it the more of the promotion part that you kind of did first? Great question. Believe it or not, I paying the photographers buying pictures, but I didn't have enough money to 
get the shots I needed. Try to try to tell one of these photographers to get my sticker. Uh, tell you the truth, <laughs> I I decided I need to get my shot. I need to get my shot. And instead of trying to tell somebody and pay somebody to go get it, I mean, I you'll find out I'm one of them guys that I'll do it myself. I'll figure it out if I if I can. I'll I will try. I will never ask anybody to do something I can't. Pretty bold statement there, Matt. Try not to. I'll just. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sorry. It, it, it's, it, I, and that's why even when it comes to you know obviously Tim Truex with uh, you know his videos. I'm sorry, but that. Oh, a loud pedal, you know, oh, loud pedal. Man. I mean, he put those sprint cars in slow motion and just race cars in slow motion. That guy is absolutely, he is by Phenomenal. far the king. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I, I, that guy doesn't get enough credit for what he's done for this sport and for videos in the sport. And we just don't hear enough about that guy. He's great. Oh, yeah. that was like the only thing that I ever searched on YouTube. Yep. Honestly. Used to just look up loud pedal and just videos for hours. And some of the music that he would put with the videos, I mean, he'd find ways to put classical music with crazy sprint cars. Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> it's just, I mean, you, you see that and it's just, I mean, what an artist. I think that's where some of them angles came from too. You know, yeah. like just the oddest angles, but that was the sick stuff too. Sick. Sick. You put those cars in. 240 frames per second while they're bouncing through the corners. It's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Todd, you got some questions for Matt. I mean, I know you're still hanging out. He's got to unmute himself. Oh, he's driving. He's still <laughs> he's driving. driving. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm driving, guys, but I'm just loving this. That's all you got? That's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, he's I think that's all he's <laughs> got. All he so got. <laughs> uh, we're going to carry on. Um, Matt, when I was talking to you earlier... You said basically when you brought in Nitro, obviously you told us that you kind of worked with some of the company anyways, but when you brought Nitro in, it was more or less just to honestly, in a sense, copy what everybody else did back in the 80s. I mean, that was kind of your goal is to get everything back the way it was from the 80s with all the promoting, the locals, I mean, buying racetrack tickets and giving them a way to get the people there. I will say that, you know, none of this was a, a laid out plan. Um, one thing just fell into place one thing after another. And all I, I've been trying to do over the last 10 years, try to reverse engineer what racing used to be like and, and, and racing used to have, you know, major sponsors, like, you know, they had the beverages, the Coke, the Pepsis, then they had the oil, which was STP Pennzoil. And then you had, um, you know, there was other, some other names, obviously, and, uh, and of course, you had the main uh, beer as well, which you know you had your Coors and your uh, Budweiser and Coors, which you know there's some other ones too. But you had your beer, you had your you know you had your pop, and then you also had your oil, and and the, the combination of those three, are, you know, I, I believe are just essential in 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 racing. And so Liquid Nitro is is a, when they started chipping with me. That's when I decided I tried to bring that in and get it in with a bunch of distributors and start distributing it so we can start using it as an exposure tool to help build some fan base, um, you know, start shining the light on some of these sponsors that are on the sides of these cars because, you know, bottom line, we need to build fan base, okay? I mean, I, I, I was one of them pissed off fans that 
you know, we all sit on social media and complain and complain. And, you know, everybody's got answers. They all got, you know, everybody's got opinions, which are wonderful. Keep the opinions going. But we need to do something. And, you know, and I, I was around when all the big sponsors left, when the World of Outlaws and all that stuff started. And, and really, when the World of Outlaws started... You know, they took a lot of our local stars, which is great. You know, they got the spotlight put on them, and it was really neat to see them traveling all over the, the country, and that was cool. Uh, but, and then, and we, you know, and while all the sponsors left, they kind of gave us the impression, as far as fans, you know, through the underground, that we got to go and we got to focus on the world outlaws and doing this national type thing, bringing more exposure to the sport. We'll be back. When, you know, we sat here for a lot of years waiting for sponsors to come back to the sport. And really, to tell you the truth, I just kind of got to the spot where it was like, screw it. I mean, we make names for the for, for products. Why are we waiting? Why are we waiting for products to come to us? Let's go get them. And I was lucky enough to be in a spot where I could do it. You know, some of these products were shipping with me. And if I took my commission from their freight and I bought a name on the side of a race car, um, you know, it's like, uh, kick-ass beef jerky is one that um, is another product that I work with that started shipping with me. And um, over the years, I, I definitely spend far more than what I make off their freight. And people always come to me and say, Matt, how does this make sense? You know, you, you spent this much and you only made this much. How can that make sense? And it's like, well, you don't understand racing. <laughs> I said, here, look at this picture of the grandstands. Here's the USA Nationals. It's 8,000 people there, you know, and if we're the ones that are throwing out the beef sticks to the crowd, we're the ones hobnobbing, sharing, shaking hands and high-fiving people in the pits and in the, you know, in the, in the concession stands, a lot of those people ship freight. And not only that, but a lot of those people work for businesses with vending machines. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, is, you know, uh, I haven't exactly probably gone I'm not been the best at trying to communicate to everybody, you know, how they can, how, what's the best way for them to support. And, you know, it's always hard when you've been the fan that so many sponsors have come into the sport, acted like they loved us for a little while and then left. As soon as they got bigger, they took off. We've seen it. I mean, race fans have been around, have seen it a lot. And so for me to go out there and start flapping my yap about, you know, support, 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 you know, buy it, you know, add, you know, I, I definitely have reached out and tried to say some things over the years, but you know, really it's a, it's a, we're kind of a, a show me sport too. Yep. Right. You know, you, you, you know, racing is one of those sports that you can't come in, throw a little bit of money around and, and, you know, I expect the sport to do something for you before you do something for it, you right. know? And so since we make names for the sport, I got mad and bottom line, I just decided I, I can do this. So I'm, I, I grabbed the, grabbed the energy drink. We started a little distribution business, tiny, and I kind of thought things would go quicker, but then I quickly realized after about a year that ooh, there's just a lot of interesting powerhouse people in food and beverage, and this is going to take longer. But the good news is, is I'm in no hurry. <laughs> I love this sport. I love what I do. I'm in no hurry. I don't care. And it's it's been fun. I mean, I like I said, I grabbed a camera because I couldn't afford to pay all these guys for all the pictures I need. And I need a lot. And and to tell you the truth, I once I started, 
It was like, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, the shit come out pretty good too, <laughs> to be honest. You, if you saw my pictures, honestly, God, behind the scenes, it's so funny because, yeah, anybody that follows the liquid nitro racing page knows that, you know, I put out like 20 pictures, but trust me, I take like a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> and you only see 20. So I'm not really that good. And that's why I always tell everybody I'm just a race fan with a camera. I'm really not a photographer. Definitely take well, the footsteps in the infield, though. Oh, yeah. I get my exercise there, but I probably <laughs> should do that five days, five nights a week. I feel like <laughs> it's a good time to bring up your new stick you brought to the track. Yeah, that's a crazy thing that i fell upon and i bet you within a year there will be a lot of them there will be a lot of sticks <laughs> it's crazy because that that camera that's just a that's an osmo pocket it's an osmo pocket they sell it at best buy secrets coming out yeah i, I got I, I'm, a, I'm an open book man because i don't really care to try to harness all this myself i mean i love the sport i do what i do because i want to help the sport i'm not trying to capture all the money and run over the hill i so i, I mean it this osmo pocket it's a fifteen thousand dollar crane camera shot for 400 bucks <laughs> it's it's called an osmo pocket it's a it's a pocket there's a one and a two and the and the one is three hundred bucks at Best Buy, and the two there's a plug for Best Buy, the, and the and the two is three fifty, and all it is is on a uh, you know all it is is on a paint roller, an extended paint roller, thirty you know twenty feet, and I'm telling you, it's got the drone technology and the gimbal camera on there. It locks on the horizon when the cars come through. Dude, it gives crazy angles. We all know he's cheap now. Right. Uh, it's only fifty bucks to go to number two, and he goes for three hundred. Right? <laughs> fifty bucks? Hey, You're nuts! Save, save, save. How's your golf swing getting? I mean, I noticed that red cedar. You got a—it's uh, the perfect angle for a golf swing. <laughs> it's funny you ask. I used to be a five handicap golf. Wow, I was—I I worked at Indian Hills Golf Course for a while. My parents lived on the twelfth hole. <laughs> so there was there was actually a summer i played 150 rounds in one summer wow Holy but i worked shit. at the golf course too so i don't even think i've played close to 15 rounds ever <laughs> i think i'm at about five yeah i've wrecked a lot of golf carts but yeah i mean trust me i ain't a five anymore <laughs> that might be where that swing came from but yeah. anyway. <laughs> it was pretty funny at menominee i mean you were getting a lot of exposure there I was, it's a, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's, like I said, I'm the luckiest race fan in America to be able to do what I do. I mean, to literally be standing there next to guys. I mean, it's, 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 you know, I've been, I'm in awe. When I started working with Dave Darlin, I mean, it. every time Dave Darlin walked, I even got like within five, you know, hundred feet of that guy. I started to get nervous is, you know, <laughs> It's, uh, uh, I mean, that's Dave Darlin. Don't get me wrong, but I used to go down to the Copper World Classic every year in the slick 50s at Manzanita. And, you know, and this, is a, this is a guy, I, I mean, I never knew I was going to be doing what I do with the people that I do it with. And like I said, to be working with guys like Dave Kane and Jimmy Mars and, you know, uh, it's just amazing to me. And, you know, even Ryan Gustin now in the World Outlaws is, I'm fortunate enough to be, you know, able to work with, work with him and his team, which, you know, I mean, just all of them. I mean, every, every one of these guys that I've worked with in the past and work with now, and who knows what the future holds. Cause like I tell everybody, I'm bouncing off the chip with this thing. 
um, all the time. And, you know, I, I, I have as much money in my bank account right now as I did 10 years ago when I started. But as, you know, sales continue to grow, I continue to try to do what I can and do more. I mean, obviously, um, we're, we've gotten to the point now where, you know, David Black, you know, he's, he's working with you guys with your, with your podcast and we're creating a little bit of a marketing team, a little bit more of a professional if we can. Yep. Uh, because I think that that's really important because I, frankly, I haven't been able to do as much as I used to do over the last year or two because I so busy, you know, and you, you got a lot of things going and you're trying to figure out what to do next. And, and, and it's difficult. It can be difficult. And that's where I got to, I got to work. I got to develop that marketing team better. Is there an end goal or a place that you can say, okay, I'm happy we're at this point with everything, like with your whole plan? Is there like a certain place that you want to be? No. Um, Just keep it growing. I, I, there is no, there is really the end. I will be happy when. Pepsi and Coke, Budweiser, Coors, STP, and Pennzoil are battling to keep their counter space because they need to pick up what they're doing or they're going to lose it. And if we work together, which, you know, if there's one thing I can say over the last 10 years in racing that I can see today versus 10 years ago is everybody's getting better at working together mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it's, and, and you know, in, in so many ways, I mean, just look at social media, um, so much less stupid bashing. Um, you know, everybody used to sit and piss and moan about track owners and promoters and how lazy they are. And, you know, nobody, you know, these guys don't do shit compared to what they used to do. And it's like, dude, you have no idea. Uh, in my opinion, you have no idea. Because I don't think these track owners today do anything different than the track owners from the 70s and the 80s. People always look at me like, what the hell are you talking about? Back in the 70s and 80s, you had Coke, you had Pepsi, you had Budweiser, you had Coors, you had STP, you had Pennzoil, and you had a handful of other major product lines with big budgets that had marketing teams in every state and every community working with distributors that would be calling the racetrack saying, hey, I got a promotion going on with so-and-so, you know, this Friday night. I need 10 tickets to give away free. We're going to give them away that night. There was all of these products that were gaining support by helping the sport. It was never the track owners. It was never the promoters. Those guys are busting their ass just trying to keep the track together and and organize the races and, and try to, the promoters, all they did was work with brands that, you know, just trying to appease the brands that were working and to, to gain support. Not many, I don't think many people really understood that. And when those people left to go work with the world outlaws, because it was simple, because it was pretty sure that if you did some research, you'd find out that Pepsi started hitting maximum market share in America about 25 years ago. Coincidence? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so here at the local level, we just create names. That's what we do. So why in the hell are we waiting? And that's where, you know, I decided to bring some products in, start using them to, to you know, bring some exposure to certain people, hopefully build some support, and hopefully help to build some fan bases. And, you know, and I've made a lot of mistakes. 
and I'll probably make a lot more, but I try not to. I mean, they're honest mistakes. I mean, I'm I'm just a fan out of turn three at Cedar Lake. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I mean, whatever you you have been doing, or whether it's just kind of a combination of a lot of things, I think uh, seems like things are going in the right direction. If you look at like the bus races at Cedar Lake the other weekend, I mean, there are definitely fans in the seats. Man, the future of the sport looks bright. In, in my opinion, COVID has been one of the best things possibly that's ever happened for the sport. Even though I realize, you know, a lot of tracks have really taken a big hit, but. You know, these professional sports just continue to shoot themselves in the foot, take a knee and a flash and the national anthem. I, I mean, the, all the, they brought the they brought the politics into sports. I mean, sports is our escape. That's right. where we don't want nothing to do with politics. We want to go and enjoy it with family, enjoy a show, and go home. Mm-hmm. And then when they bring all of this politics in, you know, I don't care if you're right or you're left, it doesn't matter. It doesn't belong. In professional sports. And frankly, I think a lot of people are really realizing what's kind of going on. Just doesn't, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. And when things don't make sense and people are uneasy about things, they start thinking a little more about where they're spending their money. I mean, I love um, what local racing does for my community. And in my opinion, if you really look at America as a country, the quality of life in America has dropped over the last 25 years at exactly the same rate as the number of fans in the grandstands over the last 25 years from the back in the glory days, <laughs> the number of sponsors on the sides of these cars and the number of successful local businesses in our communities. They all correlate coincidence. Maybe, maybe not. And I believe that racing is one of the key ingredients to help local business connect to the community. You take one race car driver from, I don't know, let's just say uh, Menominee, Wisconsin. And if he's sponsored by the bar and he's sponsored by the gas station and he's sponsored by the, the local hardware store and the local gas station and the grocery store. But when they do promotions, each one of those businesses, you know, they all benefit. All those people, when they do a promotion and they see the names, they see the pictures and all of these owners and stuff are coming together at the bar promotion or whatever. Those local businesses, they depend on the success of the community that surrounds them. And, and they're going to care more than the manager of the Walmart yep. about the community. 100%. Right. And so if we can, again, bring value back to sponsoring a race car or strengthen, I should say, not bring it back, but strengthen because it's always a value. But we want to multiply the value. And that's where, you know, some of this food, beverage, and oil and different things start to add into that because we can subsidize. You know, there's there's ways that we can bring more value. And that's one of those areas that I'm I'm working to develop, a ways that we can take certain stores and work with products and do some subsidizing to just make things better bigger, better, and more successful if we can. And I feel like that'd be a good spot for you to explain uh, the driver connection, how huge that is, because like you say, you get that driver to that gas station to put his car out front, you know, regular old grandma comes in with her car to fill up, sees that race car, goes and talks to Tom with the race car. Next thing you know, maybe your kid or something like that's going to the racetrack and watching that car. Yeah, it's 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 essential. 
And, and it's really the power of taking multiple businesses from a community. When you think about what they had to do back in the old days without social media, now we have social media. The tools we have today, you know, it took Pepsi, Coke, Budweiser, Coors, STB, Pennzoil. These are just names I keep repeating, but they're, they're, they're the main ones that I remember from when I was a kid involved in racing. And uh, what took them 50 years to do, I believe with the technology we have today, social media, if people actually started to support each other and our local racing sponsors better. I mean, when I say better, I mean, if you're a race fan and you're going out to dinner and you go to a, you go, you go to dinner at, you know, uh, the, one of their local racing sponsors, tell somebody then you're there. Uh, tell somebody that you're there because they sponsor the racetrack or the race car driver, whoever that is. It's great to go there, but tell them, not only tell them, but you know, when you, when you go out, tag that you're at so-and-so tag that, tag that restaurant, tag that bar, tag that, whatever it is and say, I do this because I, you know, cause you're a sponsor in the sport and I appreciate it. And those little things like that, those businesses, I mean, if they get like, Five people that tag that bar because of that, they know there's hundreds more. I would say that's probably one of the biggest ways to that, like just a normal person could support kind of what you're doing and what the whole goal of everything is just to share, like get the info out there and let people know that they're, you know, appreciated. Absolutely. Can we switch gears a little bit to the Duke Superstore? What do you got going on there? DukeSuperstore.com. Big things coming. Oh, it could Big be. Big things might already be here. I know there's a couple new products that just hit the old Duke Superstore. There's there's some really, you know, and so, f- like I said, in, uh, I put a post out for a day. I took it down because it was, I, I don't know. But anyways. It's just the way you work. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things go up and come down. <laughs> I like want. this. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bottom line, I mean, I'm I'm this here, I'm in touting local business, and I'm all about local, local this, local that, local this, local that. And all of a sudden, I got a Duke Superstar. It's like people, I've had people that kind of look at me funny and go like, well, what the hell? Are you a hypocrite? I mean, are you, are you, uh, you know, I mean, you're just another one of these guys. And it's like, you know, uh, no. Uh, I mean, just <laughs> no. just wait. I mean, I, I have some, I mean, I, I, I honestly believe we can create Amazon with a local flair. Again, racing makes names. Why do we wait? You know, the good Lord has blessed me with, uh, you know, some of the connections that I have. Kevin Petty down there at ICC, uh, he's he's amazing. I mean, I, I'm the luckiest guy in the world to have that guy. He he develops my websites, qualityfreightrate.com. Kevin Petty made it. Duke Superstore, Kevin Petty made it. I mean, all of these things, this is a racer that did it. I mean, we don't have pay a service to, to, to do this, but we're, we are working together. He is my partner on the dukesuperstore.com. Uh, and what we're doing is creating an alternative, if we can. I don't know how big it's going to get, if it will even get big. But don't care. We're going to try anyways. It's capable of working the same as Amazon with you know, having the ability for other people, any stores, anybody can create a store just like on Amazon. You can have your own store um, and you can put your products on there and put it for sale. We haven't opened it up yet for that because I've just been testing it with the 12,000, 13, what is it? 13,000 now on there? 
there's a heck of a lot of products on there, but um, we're developing that. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. And you're super broad too. I mean, the guy down the road that builds bed frames, he's on there. The tarp guy, racing oil, all that stuff. It's all on there. You can't really go on Amazon and get all that from Greg down the road that builds a couch, you know, but you can get the Amazon special. Well, and that's what makes the, makes this so unique is if, you know, if Blake Anderson got sponsored by somebody that makes some hoist of some sort in the, in the area. I mean, anybody that's manufacturing something in the area that you have connections with, you, you know, the idea, the, the idea is put it on the store. I, I really believe that there can be balance when, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. But you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to hurt local business. I want to benefit local business. If we're doing these promotions, if we're helping to subsidize um, and, and just do more promotion in racing at the local level, we can, you know, bring some balance to, to all of this. It's not like we're anti-big business. We're not. We're, we love them all. Big or small, we love them all. I love it just because, you know, the driver actually has, it's hard. It's, it's not cheap having your own website either. So I like it because the driver can have their own store too with the merch. That's normal service to have a store is, you know, to have an online store is about $199 a month minimum to actually have a real store on there that has any sort of bells and whistles at all to take care of what we do. I mean, we have Avalara is the tax collecting site that reports, collects, pays tax for everybody and everything that's on the site, just like, you know, so everything's taken care of and everybody gets a report. It's going to be interesting to see where that goes. And you can still use that link. I mean, even if you do have a website, you can still use that as your store in a sense. That's another thing that we're designing is where companies that ship their freight with qualityfreightrate.com, which that's really my, uh, it's a capture name that, uh, you know, the driver behind that is uh, T-Force Worldwide is really the parent company that I work for that I provide and sell shipping rates to. But when I sponsor a race car with T-Force, call the calls go to T-Force Corporate, and I never hear about it, and I never capture any of that revenue that I can do stuff with with my circle of friends. You know, that's why I put created qualityfreightrate.com. But me and my staff on the trucking side, I mean, I am so fortunate to have the team that I have I mean it. They're the best. Uh, they were my customer service reps. Uh, Lisa and Wendy were my customer service reps at RNL Carriers when I was the terminal there, and uh, they've been with me now for almost eighteen years. So, talk about continuity and consistency. I mean, and my team with the freight. I'll just tell you, we're hard to beat. And freight is freight's tough right now. Very tough. Mm-hmm. Everybody's either late. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's. It's yeah. not good. I'm not going to bring up the trucker story from the other day again, but <laughs> still pisses me off three weeks later. I hear a lot of them. Now, just to kind of throw like a little, maybe a wrench into things or kind of get a differing view or I don't know what you would call it, but do you think that possibly it could be because of the community that we're in right now where it's not as prevalent to see somebody go and change their oil as it was 30 years ago, or just, I guess there's less gearheads, in my opinion, maybe than there was 30 years ago. Do you think that has anything to do with where the sport of racing is? Oof. 
Heavy hitter over here, eh? That's pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, but that went wide open. I'll, there, I'll take a break. You go ahead. Wow. I, <laughs> I clear my throat here. Okay. Um, again, my opinion. I'm, I'm never short of opinion. If you ever want one, talk to me for five yeah. minutes. I'll tell you a few. Just so you know, I don't believe for one second that we have less drivers than we did 30 years ago because of the community, you know, the, the environment. No, I, I, I think that it's just been a under promoted sport, not the track owner and promoters faults, not the driver's faults. Everybody back 30 years ago, busted their ass, you know, working 40 to 80 hours a week and then went racing on the weekend. Okay. I mean, they all, you, you want to talk about people that worked hard, Look at those people in the 70s. Talk to them once, okay? They all worked their ass off, and those track owners and promoters did too. The difference is is they had boots on the ground to help them bring the promotion, and there was a lot of products that were growing support because racing was the most prideful group of unorganized supporters on the planet, okay? And, and, and really, when they left... That's when everything changed in racing. All of a sudden, the the owners, the track owners, had to start trying to figure out how to do this stuff themselves. And, uh, you know, they had to start focusing on the back gate, which is why they lost the front gate, because, you know, it's hard to balance all of this stuff. And they had no way of trying to put these promotions on. I mean, the race car drivers never had time to, you know, this is when I started doing the promotions locally, you know, this is where I you know, really realize that all of these racers are busy as hell. They always have been. But if I call the gas station and I say, hey, I'm going to, you know, I've got so-and-so, I'm going to sponsor him. He's from your community. I'm going to give you so much liquid nitro. You sponsor him, and then we'll do some promotions at the gas station there. All I got to do is call Blake and say, hey, Blake, got to be at the gas station Thursday night at 8 o'clock, okay? Car, is car okay? Yeah, the car's okay. I'll be there. Yeah. And then they, all he does is roll the car in, drives five minutes down the road, rolls it out of the rolls it out of the, the trailer, puts it in the corner, and, and goes to work for the day, and then comes back, and we're going to sign autographs from 6 to 6.30. Anybody that wants to meet Blake, you know, come, come to the promo while Blake's loading it up, we need to sign some autographs real quick. You know, and during the day, all of the businesses, when you, when if you're if Blake is sponsored by the gas station, the bar, the uh, grocery store, or a liquor store, or hardware store in the area, when one business is he's doing a promotion at the gas station, the gas station shares a post, which is generated by the the, the products. Okay, we make the post. Business shares it, and when that business shares it, all those names on that car that are from the community, they all share it. You you, you got those four sponsors that all share it. Think of the number of people that that actually hits when all just four businesses share that post because all walks of life in that community know who those places are. Yep. And so, you know, and when we get better and better at working together, um, and again, thinking before spending is, is, is important. I mean, as we get better, I, I really believe with the social media and stuff, I think racing's best years are ahead of us. I have another random question. Deep. Go. Deep. Uh, Fire away. Do you think that video, I guess video streaming services are hurting fan? I mean, obviously it might be hurting fan counts, actual fan counts, but do you think it's good or bad for the sport? Wow. 
Um, another good one, Gunner. Um, <laughs> no, it it's it's not it's not hurting the sport. It's not hurting the sport right now. We are witnessing, in my opinion, one of the greatest comebacks of a sport and right now. I mean, look at the pits. I agree. Look into pits, and anybody that's been in the pits for the last 20 years or last 10 years. I mean, 10 years ago, I mean, everybody thought this sport was done. This sport is not dying. Um, I mean, we. I, I'm out at Thunder Hill. I take some pictures. I get around those carts. I see the drivers. I see the talent pool between Thunder Hill, Cedar Lake Arena, Elko. I see what's going on with these things, and I'm telling you, there's so much talent coming up the pipe. I mean, look at uh, what, what's, what's her Swan. name, Kennedy Swan. I mean, 14 years old. Um, who's that Blaze Blazer? Uh, what's his name? Caden. Caden. I mean, he won his heat race fifth fifth race of his career. How old is he? In a B mod. What is he? 12. 12 or He's 12 years old. (laughs) I mean it when I'm telling you that the best years are ahead of us because those two are just two. There's also the rants. I mean, when you you watch, keep your eye on that rant family. They have speed and they're just punks, but there's a, that's nothing. (laughs) There's a ton of them. When he says punks, he meant. They're, they're, I mean. (laughs) Young. They're they're young. young. They're young and they can wheel. Right now, these kids are running with speed and nope. pure talent. It's it really is, and that twelve year old that blazer. Yep. I mean, it, it, five fifth race, and I'm sorry. And he was out of carts last year. If, he didn't even race carts last year. He's raced five hundreds, but he didn't even race carts. I mean, that was fifth race. B mod. B mod at like, Cedar Lake. Same thing with Kennedy. If you're winning a friggin' A feature in a B mod, you're killing it. There's there's a lot of people that won't race at Cedar Lake because I mean the walls are tight. Yeah. I mean and and it gets a little yeah. it gets a little it's dicey. a tight track. Yeah. It can get dicey out there, you know, mm-hmm. especially with some inexperience. Yeah, Rick, there's less room for error. Rick Hannistead spoiler said it best. I think it was Rick's. Might be Buddy's. Which one? What's it say? Whatever. And look oh. at we got <laughs> Sammy Myers coming up. Boom, that kid, huh? come on, Rice Lake, let's go. Here's Bright Bill coming out of left field. How you doing? I mean, when you look around those pits, five years ago, the average age in the pits, when I walked through, I didn't care where you three were Three years ago. But right, three years ago. <laughs> you can go as short, as soon as that. You're 100% right. Yeah. You did, the average age was 50 plus in that pit. Okay, Come on. I, You're I, killing me, it, Smalls. It, it, it could be higher. I agree. I know. <laughs> I would have went with like. 40. All I'm saying is now the average age has dropped considerably. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and with these with these young bucks that are coming in here, limited late models with yeah. the cameras that are running around these mm, with these racetracks right big now. Big sexy. All over the place. I mean, what uh this Trent guy that just that made that Kennedy Swan video? Jeepers, crap. That was insane. I mean, Gunner, how, what's we got to get Gunner's feelings on this. It was a good video. <laughs> Little depressed. Just a little bit, because it was so good. <laughs> but he, he studies it. Oh, for sure. That guy yeah, has studied that it. He's, he's one from outside the racing community that came in, and I'm telling you. It's the best. Dude, just wait, because, I mean, it didn't take me a day to find out who the hell that Probably was. Like three minutes, and, and I And I, I already got, I got him. <laughs> I got video. him working on a job. The video wasn't even over yet. No, it wasn't. Man, was I'm like, who the hell made this? And here it turns <laughs> out he's 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 from 
just right out of Eau Claire. Yep. I mean, he lives right right out of Eau Claire. He's just a 20-year-old, you know, I mean, he's a great young man. That's got a ton of talent. Here's, okay, good job, Trent, number one. But he posted that video Sunday. So all the views, whatever, it was like 15,000 views, like, next day. Uh, How long has it been since the local news has been at any racetrack you've been to? Right. Yeah. He put that video out. Channel 18 from Eau Claire is at, on site, Red Cedar Speedway, talking to Kennedy Swan. Yeah. Yep. That's a power. And and right now there is so much talent because all these, you know, these young guys like you guys, you guys are all great with the social media stuff, these pictures. I mean, you watch social media. The it's 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 incredible to me to see the angles. I mean, who's this Todd Ellison guy? Where did he come the from? The big sexy. I mean, this guy. Dad. This guy's taking pictures with a cell phone that make my stuff look stupid. At, you know. <laughs> I mean, he, he's he's doing he's doing a great job. I've really been impressed, and and not only with him, but so many. I mean, I'm amazed at the the photographers. You know, because it's it takes everything to make this thing go around. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I, I I really hesitate to even be on this program, but um, because <laughs> I'm not the show. I don't want to be the show. I never wanted to be the show, but I couldn't afford to buy the show. So I had I had to go and just try to build this whole program. Uh, we've been really lucky with what it is, but the amount of talent that's coming in with the photographers and all these young guys and gals that are coming in, you're going to see things that are going to happen in this sport we've never seen before and it's and it's happening yep it's gold it's it's awesome man Mm -hmm. with thunder hill with cedar lake arena rice lake having a go-kart track ogilvy mississippi thunder and just look at the car counts yep you know and everybody car counts are at an all-time high it's so funny because i have people they're like i remember the old days we used to have 50 b mods and stuff and it's like dude look at how many classes there are now Mm mm-hmm Cedar Lake runs 10 one night. Honestly. Come on. And I mean, it's a full house. That brings in another whole topic, though. You know, I see it on, I see it on social media, the, the you know, people talking about the programs. And, you know, we need to get it back to a two and a half, three, or three, three to four hour show tops, which I 100% agree. Because if we're going to capture these, you know, nine, 10 year old, you know, fans, I mean, they're all sleeping on mom and dad's shoulder by, you know, you can't be running at midnight. It's. But at the same time, you have to understand the track. They're trying to pay all this purse too, and and it's 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 so difficult for the tracks to have the revenue to pay all the purse. You know they have to get more cars because the pits. Let's face it, the pits. You know every one of you guys comes in with a pit guy or yep. four thirty bucks thirty bucks a pop. You know that mm-hmm. helps to pay the purse. You know, and and that that brings in the bus race deal. You know, I've heard a lot of talk about the bus race. I mean, they had over ten thousand people there. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, there was it was wall to wall people. There was literally people sitting on the grass yeah. up to the fence all the way around the damn thing. Yeah, I had a buddy tell me he couldn't even get in. He was there four hours early. There was a line for. I mean, wow, four next hours. Year, they're coming back. Everybody's coming back next year because that program was phenomenal. I mean, that bus race. I'm sorry. They wrecked some concrete. They man. wrecked a ton of stuff. It's explicit. You can say it. Just get it out. There. Dude, it was shit. That was <laughs> a lot that, of shit got broke for sure. When that bus took out turn two wall, I I mean it. I was on the other side of <laughs> yeah. turn two wall. I seen. Oh, oh yeah. 
And I, you, you, I got it on video. <laughs> I walked by that. I was like, oh, bus has got a little hectic up here. <laughs> it was a little crazy. But it's like three foot of nothing behind that wall right there. You know, and the crowd was, I mean, I walked through the crowd with the camera. I haven't. You guys will see it. At some point, I'll put it out. I've just been so busy. I haven't been able to put it out. But the age groups, I mean, there was a ton of kids. And the show that was put on that night by, you know, the mods, the, the sprint cars, and, the, and those buses, they're getting faster. The buses are getting faster. Yeah. Okay? And, I mean, I, and I, I was asking, I mean, are we, are we doing something different with these things? Yeah. I mean, are, are they putting different motors in these things? Or, <laughs> what? you know, I mean, because they're, I don't remember them sliding through the corner like that. <laughs> I mean, they were fishing around the corner. We got MB up there putting four links in them or something. Oh, I mean, <laughs> but then, it, then it, all of a sudden somebody came up to me like, it's the same drivers from year to year. They're getting better. I mean, these guys are getting better. I want to wheel one of them things. It was it was an amazing show, and everybody's going to come back next year. The only complaint that you, they couldn't have predicted there was going to be that many people. Just keep in mind, they normally have eight schools. Four of them weren't there, yeah, because of the sad situation that happened with Eddie the year before. That was not exactly a great PR thing that year. Mm. You know, that was a really unfortunate thing, and um, you know, but it was a wonderful comeback. Yep, and it was a wonderful program. And it went incredibly well. The only complaint, not enough, you know, seating, yeah. not enough seating and not enough, you know, food, probably the food line. I mean, I'm sorry. I think that food line went halfway down the backstretch. Let's, went, let's do her next year. Let's, let's get that drone up and do Wi-Fi, you know, live, put no, another screen out. I, I, yeah. I, I mean it. I think, I, I think next year it'll be bigger and better. And that, and that program, there was no big payouts. No. There was no. Uh, big names. There was, you know, I mean, it was Blake Anderson, of course. But, well, uh, and that was big because of a lot of years ago. I mean, there's a, a thousand reasons why that was big. One of the biggest, in my opinion, was, you know, that race is something that back 10, year, 20, 10 years ago or 12 years ago, they created that and they got the community involved with the schools. And they and each one of the schools painted their buses. And all the communities that were around and the schools that were around the racetrack, they all got painted their own buses. And and it got the school involved. And those kids came. And every year you see, every year those schools, all those kids that painted the buses ten years ago. This is what I'm talking about when I say, once you have a connection, you're a fan for life. Mm-hmm. But without that connection, it's just a bunch of guys and gals driving fast and turning left. And that was the perfect example. Yeah. They had a connection to a bus. They keep coming back, the same people, year after year, because it's almost a reunion for those people. Yep. And I you had, know? I even had some customers down, you know, Elmwood, Spring Valley. They ain't never been to a race. They text me and ask me if I was going, if I was racing. I'm like, what? Why are you texting me? You're like, yep. you're going to the track? Well, yeah, school bus night. I'm like, shit, good luck getting in. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's nuts. I mean, and that also brings up the subject of, like you said, social media, those tools. I mean, it's it's huge. And if there's one thing that racing needs to take from this, in my opinion, again, is focus on the community that surrounds the track. Yep. Racing's got to quit trying to compete for the same 5,000 fans. Mm. Go focus on the community that surrounds you. There's enough asses in that community to fill them seats. If you just go out and make a difference, yep. go out and make your community stronger, go show the community, you know, and that's where God willing, 
you know, some of these things that me and my circle of friends are working together to try to do, maybe, you know, we continue to get better at, you know, making a difference, which will put more heat on the big brands. If I work with a gas station that, you know, there's a racer that lives a block down the road. If I give that gas station $500 or $1,000 worth of product, and then I tell them, you know, that thousand dollars a product, me as a just a distributor, it doesn't cost me a thousand dollars. There's some right. markup there. So that means there's some money there. But you're helping three people with Help, one thing. Right. Because the gas station gets has a marketing plan that they're involved with. The driver gets the money, the products get the shelf space, and the promotion drives people to help all. And everybody wins. It's an everybody wins plan. You know, the ideal dream would be to subsidize, you know, one marketing plan in every county because because there's no racer in every county yep. for the most part. There's racers everywhere. For sure. And and you know, and and if I if we can ever get to that point, I don't know that we will or not, but we're sure as hell going to try. <laughs> because, you know, the great part is my wife, she's not a huge race fan. God, I love her. She's not a huge race fan, and thankfully, um, you know, she allows me to do what I do. But she really questioned a little bit, you know, because obviously I was divorced and now remarried. <laughs> um, but I did tell her, and she'll listen to this, I'm sure. But I did tell her when I met her, I said, you know, I left local racing 10 years ago. 10 years I left local racing to focus on, you know, just – work in providing a roof over my kids' heads and, uh, and, uh, and food on the table. And, uh, you know, I was trying to do what was considered right. And, uh, I still ended up losing. And the thing is, is I, I told her I'll never leave it again. I mean, I, I mean that when I say, unless racing really sent me a signal saying, get out, go away, you know, I would in a heartbeat. I never want to hurt it. That's why I try to go slow doing what I'm doing. And, you know, even when I started in this, nobody knew Matt Bowl, even who they just knew there's some blonde haired guy that's out there running around taking pictures. I didn't talk to many drivers. I didn't talk to anybody, uh, but I also got zero support. And that's why, you know, to a degree I, you know, when all this political crap started, I kind of got a little loud mouth with some of that. And I even had some people that came up to me and said, Matt, shut the hell up. You're losing, you're pissing off 50% of America. You know, you're losing all that sales. I was like, yeah, but you know, there's also 50% that are actually supporting me because I had the cojones to actually say some things. Yep. And so, you know, believe it or not, some support from 50% of the people is far better than 0% of a hundred. Okay. Yep. And so, you know, I kind of got a little loud mouth and I actually, I mean, thankfully, Business really went the right way, both with freight and with things. But, you know, I'm definitely, that's why, you know, everybody knows I, you know, I didn't really work with a lot of big names and I don't really ever, I don't care about big names as much as I. We make names. We make names. That's what we do. You know, and that's, we're, we're having a, a, a lot of fun. And like I said, it's just an honor to, to, to be able to do what we do. Well, we all, we all, yes. all of us appreciate Everything you do. Yes. I mean, you got, you, you sponsored on three podcasts for sure. Yeah. We are I mean, just us two alone. Super duper duker. <laughs> Appreciate it, Matt. And the cars out there. 
the only reason I came on this is because I wanted to be transparent. I wanted to people to know yep. what I'm trying to do because there's probably people out there that are listening to what I'm doing. It's an old fashioned business plan. They don't teach network marketing like this. Right. But they also, you'll notice they also have, you know, a certain Coke and Pepsi vending machines in every school. I don't know, coincidence, <laughs> but they don't teach people this type of marketing, but it works. And, you know, racing is proving it. You know, everybody should sit up and be real proud of, of what we can do. And hopefully, you know, there'll be somebody, maybe this will spur somebody's, you know, some entrepreneur to grasp what I'm doing because somebody with a lot of money could do this with so much, so much quicker, so much better. Well, to your point too, I think, you know, you can't tell me that word of mouth is not the best way to market anything or advertise to this day. I mean, there's nothing better than word of mouth and that's, and it's, and it's happening, you know, I mean, it, COVID has actually made it stronger. Yeah. The biggest reason I wanted you to come on too, is there's a lot of people that now know who Matt Bull is, but they still don't know what the plan is. Yeah. And why Matt Bull's there. Hopefully. I'm super glad you came on to do that. Yes. Thanks for having me. But I uh, I also want to get into some other questions, too, some randoms. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a hard one because these can't be in the two-minute questions because I, I feel like you might have some explaining. But I'm just going to fire it right off with uh, who's your favorite driver? Ooh. <laughs> It'd be Jimmy Myers. Oh, I thought for sure. We had the one guy that wasn't going to throw a name out there. Oh. <laughs> By the way, I got 10 cases of oil in my car. I need one of you guys to give to him when you see him. <laughs> That's a good choice. I just, I grew up with him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I grew up as a fan. Turn I mean, three behind his mom and, and his I'm wife. St- I'm still a fan. You know, it's all that Maple is is a fan with a camera and, Little by little, we're we're building a we're building a group of people making a difference mm-hmm. in our own little way. And but we're all a, a family. What do you like most about doing what you do? See, getting home at the end of the night, seeing what I was able to capture on that <laughs> damn camera. <laughs> I enjoy the hell out of that. You have to understand, man. As a as a race fan, there is only one seat in that house better than the one I got with that camera. <laughs> it's where we sit. My next life, I'm driving. You ever been behind a wheel? <laughs> Never. Not even a lap around the track nope. or went and paid Ron $10 a lap or... Dude, I own Ty's car. You, know, you might, you might not remember that. I don't why you didn't drive it. Because uh, if I did, my addiction. business plan would go... Yeah, I'm racing. Window. See you fuckers later. That's it. I would never sponsor <laughs> another race car. <laughs> and it would Keep be all Matt. over. Keep Matt out of the seat. Don't <laughs> ever let him test drive it. Don't even Trust let him sit me. in it. You don't, don't want don't even look at it. Yeah, don't even look at it. <laughs> you you wouldn't want me in a race car. Nobody on that track <laughs> would want Matt Bowl in a race car. <laughs> so uh back in the eighties, who are you throwing dollars on? Wait, what? Say that again? Who are you throwing dollars on? That sounded like a stripper question. Well, <laughs> never know. Wait a minute. Uh, hammer, I'm hammered drunk and turn three right now. <laughs> well, it was all about... Uh, Sorry, guys. Bright Bill. Bright Bill had to have been... Uh, I mean it, man. That guy was a... That guy put on such a show. Every time he got on the track, he put on a show. I mean, there was nobody that put it against the wall in the heat race. There was no There was no cushion. There was it, it, He just put it up there and stood on it. But you watch that guy come off a turn two, and it's just amazing. Uh, yeah, it was just, I mean, him, uh, Rap and Ron, which I got to admit, 
seeing him back at Cedar Lake, somebody's got to let me know. <laughs> you know, I haven't had a chance to go back and, and talk to him or even talk to really anybody. I mean, is he back for good now? Does anybody know? He's got to get that Cedar Lake title. Is he is he actually list. is he back now? I think he's only like one or two away from most wins or something like that. Because I mean, to see him come rolling out in a car, I mean, I mean, back in the day when I used to go there, it was wrapping around uh, Brightville and Thatcher, and it was uh, so much fun to watch a mod race at Cedar Lake Speedway when those three guys were around. Yeah. And and Thatcher, he's the weed layer. I mean, that guy ran. He never came out fast. But he was always there at the end, always there at the end. And, you know, when I used to watch him, I always, you know, called him the weed layer because he he just never made mistakes and he just yeah. came up. And Mike Mueller's kind of turned into a little bit of a weed layer right now. Mm-hmm. What in the <laughs> hell? I tell you what, though, sticking with the uh, mods, uh, Ashley Anderson's kind of giving he, me those vibes oh, oh, this weekend, man. That guy's sick. Oh, I mean, just some of the moves that guy makes in a race car right now. He's always been that way too, though. Yeah, he's. He, but he doesn't. I don't see him very often. I mean, I haven't really? seen him very often over the years. I mean, I've seen him at Red Cedar and stuff, but you know, he hasn't raced. Kids as are much. getting older. Yeah, I think it's so cool to see like a. It's cool to see a kid win, but it's cool to see a person like Ashley Anderson work a track the when way. he's. I mean, the way that he does, where he knows what he's doing, he knows different lines to run. I just think that is one of the coolest Dude, this things. This weekend at Cedar was a perfect example of that. <sighs> Should have been there. Two kids out there just ripping, and old Ashley just, yep, just jigging that pole. I was so bummed that I had, I missed it. But it's my, fine. My, son, my stepson has a basketball tournament. And, uh, you know, my, my, my kids mean everything to me. Every other weekend, I get to go twice. You know, because when the, the the kids are with the exes and, uh, you know, that's mother of my nights to go play with my circle of friends. And then um, this this weekend was supposed to go to Red Cedar, but they rained out. And then we had our basketball tournament, so I wasn't able to go. But uh, I heard Ashley just came out of nowhere and stole that one. Heard oh, that. man. Dude. <laughs> Everybody was cheering for their guy, but they were also cheering for whoever was going to take the lead because you didn't know. Calvin. Tony Schill put on a hammer in the top. Nobody's business up there except for him. And then you got Kelvin, new car, new paint scheme. uh, He sent that son of a bitch in there so hard a couple times. Cut Ashley right off. I mean, I don't know if he didn't see him, whatever. He did it like four times in a row. But he was after it. I mean, he wanted it more than anyone else out there. And Ashley's just, I'll just wait here. You guys go ahead. Iverson. Here's another here's another name that people are gonna see before this year's over is that Ayot. Oh yeah, he was right there in uh he was in fourth until he bit really hard in three Ad, and four. Adam Ayot has figured some things out. And so hey. is his brother. His Nick Nick has found something. I mean mm. and it's so funny because when you you know you see all the pictures like I take, all the fast cars they all look the same. Nick has really got that B mod. Right. And Adam, dude, watching that guy at, at Red Cedar, <laughs> right now Adam is, is that guy's going to be parking it this year. Telling you, See, it's going to happen. Matt's got more than one favorite driver. Yeah. Oh, I got a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean it. I mean, all of you guys, 
Like I said, I, I'm a fan. So, I mean, when I, I, you know, and that's what's so difficult in my, and what I do is because I, you know, I should go out there and just focus on my drivers that I sponsor. And it's like, no way, man. Why? I'm out here. I'm loving taking, matter. taking these pictures and trying to get something different. It, that brings me into this whole photographer thing. The guy's like, I mean, Charlie Weber, he's off the hook. Crazy. Fizz. He's completely sick. There's something wrong with him. He's not normal. And, you know, and then, and then BC, <laughs> He's he BC's putting some crazy things out there. I mean, there's just so much, so many talented, rate, you know, photographers that are coming into the game, and uh, we're not the normal. We're we're trying to just get shots that you know we're not thinking right sides, left sides. We're trying to we need we we're race fans. We like yeah. to see that car freaking twisted, <laughs> you know. I mean, not twisted upside down, but tw- twisting up coming through the corners because there is there's nothing cooler than seeing that weight shifting. It made me pretty high. It actually gave me chills when you were talking about Bright Bill, Craig, all them guys. Oh, I'm so happy that I was at least around to watch a couple of years of them guys racing. Dude, it was amazing. You um, cannot, I mean, granted, I, uh, I really think that we're going to have them three, five, seven, eight drivers again. But if you watched all three of them run for front position... And and if there's one thing I will say about our sport right now, and at the shows that we see, is the show is starting to come back. You know, I think mm-hmm. the mindset of the racers, oh yeah, is changing to understanding that let's not pile this stuff up. You know, <laughs> there's less lunacy on the track. I do realize it happens. One car towed off the track last night. Yeah, when racers I think. start to come back to understanding, we're putting on a show. The show is something. There's truth to that. It's not just about you know. It's all about winning. I get that. But you know, once racers understand the show, they kind of start to give. You know, and that's one thing I see with the UMSs. You guys, you guys. It, it, I know how frustrating it is that you're not running for a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred bucks a week. I get that, but. The thing is, is I do also see the show because you know, the mindset of you guys out there, you give each other way more room. Mm-hmm. And and because... Trust each other, too. You trust each other, and you just know, don't wreck my, don't wreck my shit for 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, we're not, we got to be smarter than that. As a group of drivers, we got to be smarter than that. And, and that's what I see happening there. You do rub each other once in a while a little bit. It can happen. But... I don't see guys overdriving and wrestling a damn car through the corner and, and putting everybody else at risk, you know? Mm-hmm. I also think that racing really screwed up when they tried to mainstream auto racing because you guys aren't, it's ain't a mainstream sport, you know? I mean, they screwed that up. The reason, you know, a lot of people sit there, oh, everybody loves to watch people wreck shit and stuff. That's why the bus race was so popular, you know, which there's some truth to that, yeah. but you know, when they try to mainstream the sport and say that racing is safe, it's as safe as it can be. But I personally, this is just my opinion again, sharing my opinion. It's it. You guys are you guys are daredevils, okay? You are like it or not, and and I and 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 there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's daredevils that are cliff divers. There's daredevils that are you know jump out of airplanes with with or without parachutes these days there's there's all kinds of crazy shit that people do and the thing is is driving a race car you know you guys are 
better than professional athletes. You should be admired more than professional athletes. But when they try to categorize you guys with professional athletes, it loses the the shine of the whole thing. You know, you guys are different than an NFL and an NBA player. I can't stand when people try to, you know, I see race fans that get pissed off saying you guys are are not athletes. You're not. You're daredevils. Okay. Yeah, but it's still a sport, so we're there for a show. It's a sport. You're there for a show, but none of those hockey players or none of those NFL players, you guys as race car drivers, like it or not, there's a, there's a higher risk of of you not coming off the track when you roll. You put your helmet on. You know you're putting your helmet on, and you're wearing a fire suit for a reason because mm-hmm. shit can happen out there. And when you think about it from the, the general public, when you just kind of mainstream it, you know, it kind of loses its allure a little bit. You're you're special people. You're willing to risk it to get to the checker first. Mm-hmm. Risk it for the biscuit. Well, I mean, the mother sports take one ball. So, well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Last random question thing. This one's going to be a tough one. It's the last one. Then we're going into two minutes. We're all the way to 2020. He started back in the 70s. Well, actually, he grew up around uh, 2021 or whatever. Don't worry about it. <laughs> North Star Speedway, then to Cedar after North Star is done. It's a lot of years to cover, but what is your biggest takeaway? Biggest takeaway is I I have learned that racing is far more important, important to this country than what people think. Uh, I do believe racing is critical for helping to bring leadership back to our communities at our community level. And I believe that we need to have involvement from food, beverage, and products. But we as a community have to support the things that are trying to help and who are working to help. And I mean, I'm not just talking about mine. I'm not just talking about mine. I'm talking about, you know, when you guys go to the racetrack, Look at the names on the boards. Look at the names on the your favorite driver. You don't have to go, you know, you don't have to look at the names on, I mean, try to look at the names on all the cars. But, of course, you know, your favorite driver, your favorite racetrack, make a difference because you can. And, and if there's one thing that people don't realize, it's how important your voice matters. And if you show support when you go, like I said earlier, you go to a restaurant that's a sponsor, share it. And say, I'm here because you sponsor my favorite racetrack or my favorite race car driver. Why? Because you can. If you're embarrassed, shame on you. No, share it and and say something because you can make a difference. As we rebuild the support system, because I do think that there will be 50 people doing what I'm doing and I want them to be doing what I'm doing. Nine years ago, or eight and a half, whatever it is now, uh, when they seen liquid nitro energy drinks show up at the racetrack, thought, ah, shit, here's one. They'll be gone tomorrow. How many energy drinks have come and gone in the last 10 years? A lot. And 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 I realized nobody can find liquid nitro out there. It's not in the gas stations. But I will say that vending is going up considerably. And, and, and that is the key. The names on the sides of the cars are beginning to tell, ask their vending companies to put it in their vending machines because, you know, frankly, the beverage in racing is critical and vending is the key. And, you know, to, 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 to stay away from product takeover, we need vending because we need to build some of that, that, uh, 
that strength to overcome product takeover as 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 some of these products grow. Sorry, I got off topic. Carry on. It's <laughs> a good takeaway, though. Yeah. Congratulations well, on ten years. No, we're not there yet, but we're getting pretty damn close. Fifty years old, sitting on the hill. I'll be doing this till the day I die. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be tomorrow. I don't know, but I mean, <laughs> at least you had fun doing it. Dude, that's, that's it. Say. That's it. And, and and no matter whether we get whether we are credibly successful or we're gone in six months, I hope we're not. But if we do, you know, is is a great time. And the thing is, is the friendships that I've built in this last ten years. Nine and a half or nine years, whatever. Just say ten. It's uh, you know, the friends, the friendships, the power of the of the sport, the amazing people in it and outside of it. It's it's incredible, and I feel very fortunate to be able to do what I do. Well, we feel very fortunate to have you. Yes, because regardless if we're first, last, first time out, twelve, fifty, eighty, you're still a fan. Well, thanks for having me. Time for two minute questions, Matt. Oh. Time to get off the serious note. Okay. No more selling. Okay. Can't sell me on your answer either. Okay. <laughs> Just letting you know right now. Go. Are you sure you're ready? I'm ready. I'm going to fire one off right away. Does toilet paper go up or down? Is it over or under? Oh, it's over. If it was oh, if it was under, the, the design would be on the underside. I True. I haven't heard that answer yet, but yeah, for well. sure. <laughs> You're 100% right. Uh, <laughs> if you were an artist, what would you paint on your first day? <laughs> wow. They're random. <laughs> I That's would. a funny one right there. I pictured exactly what it would look like. Wow. That's, I guess it would have to be, uh, I'd have to be a race car coming out of turn three at Cedar Lake Speedway. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what your spirit animal is. Wait a minute, I was at a Chinese restaurant today. I think I seen it on the placemat. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a dog. <laughs> What's the most annoying color? I'd have to be that yellow of that cheese head. Right? Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Come on. I had, oh, to throw, I had to throw that out there. I'm, in, I'm from wait, Minnesota. Wait, is the, the lingo like the northern lingo? Is it G's with a J or is it cheese? Like, do they say G's in Minnesota and we say cheese? I, I think so. Cheese. <laughs> cheese. <laughs> hey, uh, just wondering, do you think cavemen... Have nightmares about cave women? Oh, and yeah, for sure. All right. Where did the name Pina Colada come from? I don't know. That's got to be. Sounds 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 salt to me. Mexico. <laughs> oh, this is a great one for Matt. What sport do you think would be the funniest to add mandatory amount of alcohol to? Lingerie football. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh <laughs> <laughs> what would be your what would be your weapon of choice in a zombie apocalypse? Oh, I guess it would have to be a 50 cal. I think mine might be the Jackhawk 9000. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I think I'm just going to chew like some red man gum and stand behind you. You'll be fine. We got this <laughs> thing. Just, I'll just keep saying F you to everyone cuz they're not <laughs> chewing red man. Uh. <laughs> You mean Big Red. That's what I said. Yeah. I'm just glad that you pointed it out that that's what I was saying. I did say Big Red. 
Are you fucking with me right now? No, you said red man. Oh, like the tobacco. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Thanks for correcting that. Yeah. If you could be a fictional character, who would you be? Wiley Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's a good one. <laughs> What's the coolest sound you've ever heard? Ooh. Um, man. That's a... I mean, everything comes right back to racing. Racing, man. Yeah. I'm sorry, but the, the sound of freaking 20 late models coming out of, out of corners at the USA Nationals or mm-hmm. anywhere. I mean, when I was down in Volusia this winter, January, I mean, I'm telling you, that there is nothing like dumb cars come whipping by you. It's amazing. Especially open motors. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everything. Everything. You feel it. Uh, what is the most annoying catchphrase? Oh. You know, really, I'm, like, that's, I can't even, I don't even want to go there. Okay. All right. <laughs> Give me another one. <laughs> if you could be a fly on the wall, who would you want to listen in on? Uh, past or present? Donald Trump. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of would do, honestly. Hey, uh, best pickup line you ever used? Oh, my gosh. Dude, it's been so many years. I don't even use them anymore. All right, then give me your best pickup line right now. What was it? Oh, God, I can't. I don't even want to go there. It's too much. Letting secrets out of the bag. Oh, geez. That's, that's, I'll be, I'll be paying for that one at home. (laughs) (laughs) If you were at a party with people your age, what song would you play to get the party started? Oh, just anything Van Halen. Mm. Anything Van Halen. I'm feeling it. Um, Tell me about your shoes that you wore on that crotch rocket, that one picture that floated on Facebook that you're still paying for. Yes, that, that was, that was, that was never supposed to be that. Um, that was, uh, (laughs) that was, that was a deal where I was just on my way to work and, uh, stopped by my buddy's uh, house on the way and he had his camera out and he's like, Oh, just, you wanted to, you know, Seemed like a good opportunity to take a couple of pictures of the bike while I was on it, type of a thing, and so we did. And I didn't really realize it. my penny loafers. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> penny lo- Everybody had penny loafers back in 1990. <sighs> if you could be a character from a movie or TV show that represents you, who do you think it would be? Fictional, Ooh. probably. Ooh. Uh oh gosh. Will any it, uh, depends. With you, or without fireball. <laughs> <laughs> with. No. Will Farrell. We're going streaking. what is the worst song ever? Oh, it's just about anything, Cindy Lopper. See, that's what? No, last time it's never a song. It's just an artist. Yeah. <laughs> last time was Rascal Flats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? <sighs> um, 
That would have to be octopus. That's pretty good, though. Different. Different. A little chewy. A little different. That's for I sure. went up for seconds because it was the only thing that was left, and I love meat. I didn't. I didn't. I, w- I went back to chicken. Yeah. <laughs> they all say it tastes like chicken, too. They're a bunch of fucking liars. Not, when it's, right, not when it's right next to the chicken. No. You no. can tell the difference. Damn chicken ain't got tentacles like that. <laughs> you imagine... Get, put that picture in your head. You see a rooster running around with octopus arms on it? <laughs> uh, that'd be so unproportioned, them tiny little legs. Oh, yeah. I've never had cow tongue. Have you ever had cow tongue? I hear, everybody always comes up with this cow tongue stuff. No. Oh, no? Not, you know, after you work with them, it's kind of like, I I raised this to eat yeah. steak, uh, not I, tongue. No. It's, that would be the weirdest thing that I've come close to, but I've never had chickened out. I'm over here laughing at question 59. Oh, no. You find this one? Go ahead. Would you rather walk around with a salad for a head or broccoli for arms? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I would have to go broccoli for arms. I've been... At least I could still hit somebody with it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sitting over here for the last two minutes trying to figure out what this question even means. I just pictured Matt with salad on it. Uh. Dude, salad, that's your hair, right? Isn't that what the hockey players say? I mean, Oh, salad. bro, I tossed my salad out there. <laughs> uh, give us the first thing you did a burnout in. 73 Corvette. Believe it or not. Um, yeah, 73 Corvette. Motor. Three oh. What? Oh, yeah. He's getting there. What? 350? What color was the interior? It was it was tan. Color was the exterior? It was, yeah, sadly, it was the, sadly, but it was still cool. Um, it was, a, it was, it was the, it was the green. Oh. Ah, nobody gets green Corvettes. Nobody gets green Corvettes. And it wasn't a wonderful green. It was, uh, it wasn't pea green. It was kind of a dark green. But I'll tell you what, it was it was a it was a fun car. <laughs> Transmission. Yep. Automatic. Yeah. Automatic. See? But hey, it ripped, man. It so, ripped. So the only reason we went farther with that question is because so far we've never had anyone that couldn't answer the rest of it. <laughs> never. Not not one person. All the way through. Sometimes we don't even have to ask the other half. It's just seventy three Corvette. Four on the floor. 350. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two barrel. Four barrel. Holly 650. Yep. Would, yep. Would you rather have a goat or a parrot as a roommate? Oh, definitely a parrot. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not a bird fan. Yeah, but they At least talk I could, back. I could tie the goat up outside and could cut my grass. True. So the goat, probably the goat. Have a lot of raisins around I could, the. I could house. use a goat. I think you'd be a good goat person. You got goat dad. I've come close, <laughs> man. I've come close. Have a I'll lot of little kids running around. I, yeah, I, I got a wooded lot where I live, and and the brush. I hear those goats work. Oh, yeah. wonders yep. on on underbrush. Yep. So I I have come close. Never done it. Never will. You only need like four. Like they, that's what I've heard. You got a snow fence. Put a little snow fence around. People are telling me 
pound a post into the ground, tie them on a 20 foot thing, just yeah. move the 20 foot thing every day. Mm-hmm. And they just will eat everything. So PETA don't show up. That's against the law. They're a bunch of, I have no whatever. idea. I'm not going to do it. It's just people I've heard. Just that. get some goats. Goat herder. <laughs> I see him out there with his cane. Come on now. <laughs> Favorite TV show growing up. Uh, Man, I guess that would have to probably be Cheers. Mm. Cheers was a great show. I even got to watch some of that. Cheers was great. I'm going to throw my last two-minute question out. Now, okay, picture this. Oh. We're going to the elephant's uh, Ter- landscape, territory, territory, area. Yep, yep. How many chickens would it take to kill said elephant full-grown? In Africa. In his territory, though. Yeah, we're not on, like, a farm. Like, these chickens we're came from up here. It would take a thousand. Ooh. You think so? Yeah. Man, I mean, we're talking full-grown Africa. That that elephant might have a crazy-ass cock, you know, something. Crocodile <laughs> over there. Cock? I'm sorry that I paused at the wrong time, but I'm just saying... <laughs> <laughs> crocodile zebra you don't know how many friends this guy's got you think a thousand chickens will do it i think a thousand chickens is gonna take it take probably it. some big talent chickens yeah uh, well jesse said 20 roosters on a farm would take one down oh that's a guarantee you get some freaking big cocks fighting that thing yeah there it is again Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh too funny by the way, somebody say nipples as a party laughs. gift. As a party gift, do I get that Jesse Glenn's diecast car? I'll take it off the shelf and then I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you no once you read I need, it. I need, I need it, Jesse. If you listen, I need, I need one of them. I'll buy one, autograph it. It's going on my shelf. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Thanks for having. What's me. your dream job? This is it. Boom. Living it. Living it. If I had to live my life all over again, there is almost nothing I would change. I mean, I've got two wonderful kids, a wonderful wife. Even my ex has been fine to work with over the years. It's. I mean, I just am incredibly lucky. My family, parents, sisters, relatives, and then along with my circle of friends, how does it get any better than this? It don't. It don't. Because you got the best family outside of the actual family, too. And, and, and that is, that's it. I mean, in the, in the end of the day, I get to tell my wife, you know, when you do what we do, even though I'm not, I'm not piling the money away. I ain't saving, I ain't saving a bunch of money. I'm spending it. But what's cool is it comes back. Mm-hmm. When you do what we do, it comes back and we're growing a network. We're growing a support system. It's small. And I don't know if it's going to be around, but it's working right now. And we're having a shit ton of fun doing it. And your best therapist is covered in dirt. Dude, that's it. I mean, honestly, dirt racing has saved my life more than once. And that's the truth. If anybody is fighting depression, having any of those, you know, tough moments in life, go to a dirt track. Call somebody that goes. Because I'll tell you what. I mean it when I tell you, everybody out there, they're all real people. Um, and I don't care. You're sitting up in the grandstands. You're going to know somebody within a, within minutes. You're going to end up knowing people. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's, 
it really, it really, and, and, and that's where all of this has come from. When I went through my divorce, I was, I was one of, it was one of them surprises, never saw it coming. And, and I guarantee you, you know, racing has saved my life. And that's why I will do what I do forever, as long as humanly possible. I mean, it, it, unless I get the feeling from the community, Matt, you're a problem. And if, and if I am a problem, you know, I'll, I'll let people got to do. You guys just tell me because I, I can eat, I can go back to turn three with beers. As soon as all the products show up and they start getting on board again, because they're all fighting for counter space and cooler space and all that stuff at the stores, dude, I'll, I'll go up, I'll go up, go, go do your thing. I mean, hopefully they will, and I really believe they are because we are getting better. We're hitting stride. With all these young racers, along with the older racers that remember how it works. And and like I and, and this is actually a pretty important topic. A pretty important thing I'm gonna tell you. I believe that, you know, it's really neat to see these young racers that's dad's race. Like, you know, we got Bright Bill, okay? Uh, you've got Joey Jensen's got his kid coming up the pipe. You've got Buzzy Adams got his kids coming up the pipe. You got Sammy Myers already there. There's so many of the kids that are coming up. And now because Thunder Hill, one of the reasons why me and your dad talked about moving the races from the weekends to the middle of the week was because why are we doing it on the weekend? We need, you know, places for the race car drivers. The race car drivers want to race with their kids too, but go try right. to sit at Cedar Lake or any of these racetracks from nine in the morning until midnight at night. That's a hell of a long night. Yeah. It, it drains the fun out of everything yep. for that that family is doing because it's just it's too much. And and so middle week, it's given these people, uh, real ra the racers, an opportunity to go race with their kids. Right which is, I think, really important for the sport. Yep, I agree. Because we got to bring back one thing that's important, I think, in the evolution of all of this is getting, you know, getting some of the older race fans that remember how to support products, remember how much, you know, we just took so much pride in the sponsors of the sport and, mm -hmm. and the drivers and all of that type of stuff. And I just want to continue to, I think it's really important to get some of those older fans back while we're developing, while the sport continues to develop all the new talent coming in. Right. Very true. Well said, Matt. Sorry. I had to go on that, but I just thought that was well, really no, another true important dynamic to what's happening yep. in the sport right now with all these I racers agree. bringing that's, up the youth. That's why we see a 14 year old girl winning a B mod and a 12 year old kid Winning out there in a B-Mont. And there's going to be more. Lots. There's a lot coming up to bite. That's yeah. why when the carding community fires up and starts getting really good, it's only going to get better on the other end. Wait till Thunder Hill. Wait till that happens. <sighs> Can't wait. <sighs> Chad said the post went in today or yesterday. Is that true? Gunner's hands will show you. Yep. You were out there pounding posts. Uh, I was filling. Filling with concrete. Yeah, just filling holes. It's yep. Like, it's exciting, man, and and, uh, and and can't wait to see where this goes. Mm. Thank you, Matt. Yes. We're going to roll into the news. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Definitely.
definitely worth listening to. Oh yeah. Thanks Appreciate for sponsoring everything. the podcast too, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for doing what you guys are doing. And I <laughs> I mean it. Everybody you're making a difference. And and the thing is is everybody can make a difference. Don't think you can't. Can't. I mean, every one of these podcasts, every everyone that's doing one, even you know, Ryan Aho started doing the I one mean, there's so year. many wonderful things happening in, in this community right now. It, I'm just, and as a fan, I'm in awe. So just thank you for doing what you guys are doing. And, and you know, you race fans, understand you're, you, you matter. And, um, and do understand that social media is making it harder for circulation to get out there. And so when you see something that you like, share it. Like it, share it, comment on it. It's really, really, it's more important now than it used to be. Understand that five years ago when I would put out a video or a, or a post and it got 500 shares, I reached a million people. Five years ago, that post would reach a million people. Now that same 500 shares when I do uh, you know, a good quote or whatever we do, when I get 500, it reaches 75,000. That same post, because I've never, I don't boost any of my posts and that's what's so great. Say Facebook has tried to suppress all of this stuff, but it, it, as soon as you put something cool out, man, race fans share like crazy. They can't stop mm-hmm. it, yeah. and it's and it's cool. So thank you to all the fans that share the different things that they like and do continue to do that and try to do it more because they are suppressing the abilities for us to use social media. So and not just me. All of them, all of us. And so make a difference for the things that matter to you. Think of your body as a car. It needs energy. Liquid Nitro is that energy. Liquid Nitro energy drinks. It's packed with superfruits and five B vitamins. That'll give you clean energy for those moments when you need that boost. You want it to last. Without the crash. And you want it to taste good. Pour some nitro into your tank. Liquid Nitro energy drinks. Welcome to the world of real energy. No bull. LiquidNitroEnergyDrink.com Time for the news. Built to news. Otherwise known as screenshots Blake's got on his phone. Powered by Liquid Nitro Energy Drinks. Here's Gunner and Blake with the news. I was going to fire it off right away and just kind of kick you in the teeth with one of these. But I couldn't use it first after last night because Dave freaking Blaney. Yeah. That was big. That was, uh, I don't know, kind of like we were talking about. If Sheldon went to hit the wall... Would have been maybe a different story, but that was still awesome to he see. He was digging on the bottom, though. Yeah, it was, I don't know. I mean, he came off of uh, two, and it it looked pretty good. I cannot <laughs> believe how lap. treacherous the top was, though. No. Like, Sheldon, like, that's, like, inches from that wall all night. And then, last lap, he's seen yep. the checkered. But now I can shove this in your face. Logan did win. He did. Yeah, Bridgeport. Yeah, he looked good. I don't. I think it was his heat race. He looked good, and the b- girlfriend and I, we were watching. I'm like, Shuhart's gonna win this one. You called it. I called it. Should have bet a dollar. I should have. She would have bet you. I know. Could have been a dollar richer. No, you're not. I get it. It's fine. Next time, Kerry Matson. This week, actually tonight, which I did have it on the TV. I'm gonna run for TSR. Hey, can I share some cool built to news? 
Duh. About TSR? Yeah. They followed us on Instagram, Tony Stewart Racing. Appreciate the follow, guys. Thanks, Tony. And (laughs) all other people. Uh, Hey, how did Craig... Craig episode, dude. I got a lot of compliments at the track last night. Craig's sitting third right now. No shit. Third from the top spot. So, uh, yeah, no, that was definitely definitely a fun one to do. So. Definitely need a part two on yeah. that. Yeah, some get into some stories. Yeah, that. just so you guys know, we put everything away and kind of like we were going to sit down or we were going to leave type of deal. More and stories. It, and his <laughs> wife walked in and it was like game on. Yep. And, of course, everything was put away. Right. Uh, I did see this on You Don't Have the Balls, which they were doing pretty good <laughs> this week. Uh, watching a bunch of puds roll out in the heat, heat number one, and you're in a stacked heat number four. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> That's totally the look, ain't it? Yep. Yep. Uh, the, the infield tire definitely had some good ones this week, too. Yeah. Our girl Tori, back at Knoxville. Yeah, I did see that. High side tickler. I talked to G Man this week. I guess I've been working on it for quite a while, but he's going to be running for the old Bloomer. I think the car looks kind of cool. It's like simple, but it kind of brings both of their schemes together. Yeah, I wonder where all this simpleness on the cars is coming from. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear uh, Longhorn? I think they're at. It might have been last week or the week before. They're at 600 chassis out the door this year. XR1s are at 1,000. They hit 1,000. I think it was this week or last week. Dang. Do you know what the retail is on them? On an XR1? Yeah, Rocket. No. Yep, not going to tell you. It's a lot. It's a lot. Tyler Courtney, I think, found stride. Two in a row? You think he's going to go woo racing? Maybe. How about Scotty Thiel, though? Ripping fourth, shit. On uh, night two, was it? I think so. One or two. He got fourth. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> Anytime you can be in the top ten on a World of Outlaw race, regardless of how many times you've raced, you're doing good. Well, that was an ASCS race. Well, that's what I was getting at. But <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, Daryl Nelson's kid got the he dub. Won. But guess who else won this weekend? Daryl Nelson. Yeah, ten four. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what I got. I mean, AJ's retro. Yeah, I did see that. The car looked pretty good on the track. Yeah. And Cam Schaefer wins again. I hope everybody's seen the uh, Prince music video he did this last <laughs> week. I believe he's going to be doing another one this week. Uh, we haven't really found. He he couldn't give couldn't give me a heads up on what he was planning on doing this week, but I think I'm going to go over there and record again. So, yeah, I would recommend it. <laughs> Any more news from you? That's all I got. Hell of a race this week. You missed it. Yeah, out there freaking just beating the Shania Twain while Ashley's just killing it. Yeah, well, Shania, she's my girl. What I tell Twain. Yeah, what I tell you on the phone. It's like a. It's like when Gunner hits the dance floor at a wedding. It's like a mix between Shania and Michael Jackson. Like he's Michael, but singing Shania. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't no boot scoot boogie here. Especially if I have a few bush lights in me. Bush lattes. Look good in that cowboy hat. Well, and I ain't hitting on you. 
I think we're done here. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Well, they powered through another one. I don't know how these guys do it. Big thanks to all the sponsors of the Built 2 Media Podcast. QualityFreightRate.com Kick-Ass Beef Jerky Liquid Nitro Energy Drinks Thunder Hill Speedway SKD Jiggy Signs K1 Race Gear Ryan Bowers and Tarvis Racing Be on the lookout to find out who is next week's special guest. Other than that, we're out of here. You guys, we're good. The Built 2 Media Podcast. Podcast.